Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Millennial Sports Talk. Michelle Margot and Ben Verlander with you. How was your week, Ben? It was good, Michelle. I have finally had a, another friend that I'm able to hang out with. My dog, Boomer, is here now. Another so friend? It's not just my roommates around and talking to you once a week. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, the worst thing ever. I'm so sorry. No, I, it's just nice to, to have him around. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been a good week. How about I know. You? Well, I've spent a lot of time with my best friend during quarantine, actually. Um, their name is Netflix. Mm. I spend about 12 hours a day with that friend. Wow. They, they keep me entertained. They don't make me feel so alone. It's great. Yeah. Well, speaking of Netflix, that actually makes me think of something else that I watched this week, and it was the last two episodes of The Last Dance. And I know I'm very high on The Last Dance, maybe high, a little higher than you because I know you said you know it's, you don't quite see the hype that everyone else gets but I loved it um, I loved the last two episodes I, I just all in all thought it was really really good yeah I actually really liked the last two episodes and I, I do agree with what I said earlier I mean it's it, it's a good documentary and it's fun to watch um, I'm just not as I guess pumped as everybody else is on Twitter um, one thing that is really interesting to me is like it's not just like, okay, MJ, 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 but it's about all of his accomplishments. Like my biggest accomplishment in life is getting my 32-year-old sister to join TikTok. And <laughs> MJ's biggest accomplishment, like you don't even know what to choose because there's so many, like all the championships. He played two professional sports at the highest level you can play. Well, actually, you know, not baseball, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's really just incredible with everything that he's been able to do in his lifetime. There's a, yeah. I mean, there's a lot I took away from this documentary. One, just, you know, I, I didn't really have the pleasure of being able to watch him during these days. You know, I was either not born or, or too young yet. Um, so to be able to see some of this footage is just some stuff that I thought was awesome. And you mentioned that he played baseball. And I jokingly tweeted out during the baseball episode that, um, you know, him hitting over 200 and his first season playing baseball in 13, 14 years is arguably more impressive than anything he accomplished yeah. in basketball. And obviously that's, you know, a little bit of being embellished and it was a joke, but honestly, it, that is absolutely insane. The athlete that this guy was, it's just, you know, I don't know if he truly, in my opinion, is, is perhaps the greatest athlete there ever was. I mean, it's just, it was really cool watching this. What also blows my mind is the amount of media members that were in his hotel room after the last dance. <laughs> and like, first of all, that would never happen now. Secondly, it just goes to show like word to the wise current athletes out there that are listening. You need to give the media access if you want a documentary about your legacy later. 
Right. If you want a documentary to turn out, like this documentary has been 20 years in the making. Yeah. More. 30 years in the making. And it's just like, you know, we, I don't think we'll ever get one like this because you just don't have that sort of access to players anymore. And, and that's fine. You know, I, I'm not saying that's right. And, and you heard MJ talk about the cost of him being the guy that he is, you know, you heard him talk about, I don't know if I could, if I'd do this all over again, because I, and it, you, you can't leave your hotel room. You couldn't, you know, he, he was a role model to so many people across the world. And he couldn't leave his hotel room. He had to go from hotel to arena to arena to hotel room. And, you know, it's just. It's like quarantine. Yeah. We're, we're with <laughs> History you. History repeats itself. Basically, we are all Michael Jordan during this yeah. time. <laughs> Let's just think of it like that. It just makes it easier to get through, you know? What's also weird, and of course, this documentary is primarily about Michael Jordan, obviously. Um, but Dennis Rodman, like holy crap, that guy fascinates me. First of all, I don't, I'm like very curious to know what kind of teammate he was. Was he the guy that lifts you up when you're having a bad day and he like makes it more light and fun? Or is he the guy that just totally gets on your nerves when you're having a bad day and you're like, go somewhere else, Dennis? (laughs) You know, so there's definitely guys like that in each locker room. And the more I think about it, I think Dennis is one, there's definitely those guys that they're fun to be around when you're in a good mood. But when you're not in the best mood, it's like this guy I'm going to kill him today. I'm going to kill him. And I feel like that is Dennis Rodman to a T. Like you had a bad morning and you come and Dennis Rodman's just fooling around and talking about whatever the hell Dennis Rodman talks about. And it just gets on your nerves in that day. You know? What I, yeah, what I do absolutely, I mean, there's a lot of things I, I, wouldn't say I like respect about him but the things that I do respect about him is he's so unconventionally such a non-conformist and he's such an original person he does not need to lead by everyone else's standards I oh, guess. that's that's for sure but I love that I love that and the world needs more of those I mean I, I don't know his extent but I yeah, mean I, I was reading about uh, a little bit when this when the documentary ended I was reading a, a few interviews and saw that um, the guy that was getting the interviews of all of these players, um, he was talking about Dennis Rodman's interview. And he was like, I had all these notes for him. I had about 11 pages of notes, each which could have taken an hour. Like I, I could have had a long time. And one, Dennis showed up two hours late for his mm. interview, two hours late. And then when he did show up, he sat down and crossed his legs and said, you have 10 minutes. And the guy was like, what do you mean I have 10 minutes? And uh, so, and then Dennis was like, I need a, I need a sandwich. He's like, I needed a tuna sandwich and some tea. And they got Dennis a tuna sandwich and tea. And he just talked for hours. He just, he just didn't stop. So the guy was like, he's as weird. Like, yeah, that is Dennis Rodman. He's still as weird as he could possibly be. Like lots of mood changes. It sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. But man, did they get some good stuff from him. Dennis, he's just like us. <laughs> just give me a tuna salad sandwich and some tea. <laughs> but yeah, that leads um, into the go of the week this week, Michelle. And uh, I kind of wanted to highlight um, some guys from the TaylorMade Driving Relief um, golf charity event this past week. And it's uh, Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson who, who won and they were playing for the American Nurse Foundation. And then on the other side was Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolf, who were playing for the CDC Foundation. But, uh, all of them together raised more than $5.5 million. Um, and also, it was just cool to, to be able to watch them. You know, these guys 
kind of put this on themselves as their idea. And uh, I, I thought it was really well executed. I thought it was also really strange to see <laughs> these four PGA Tour guys carrying, carrying their own bags yeah. on the fairway. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, but Rory and DJ ended up winning. Uh, they played a sudden death hole after they were tied and they won. Uh, so they raised the most money for the American Nurse Foundation. But it was just really cool and a really good cause that they were playing for. Um, so I wanted all four of them to be the go of the week, Rory, DJ, Ricky, and Matt Wolf for playing for, for such a, a cool thing. And, you know, it also kind of leads me to the fact that there were some live sports back this week, Michelle. We had that golf. We had NASCAR. It was nice to see. Oh my gosh, it was amazing to see. And I was glued to the TV for both. Um, just quick honorable mention, Matt Wolf, one of the one of the foursome that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Total second goat moment of the week. Just the fact that like he was in that situation in that position with all those guys <laughs> and like had to step up and have that much pressure at what, like 21, 22 years old? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I think he is 21, actually. Yeah. Oh, to be young again. Oh, yeah, we're so old. Millennial Sports Talk is brought to you by Bet Online, one of our great sponsors. There's obviously no NBA, NHL, or MLB, but don't worry because Bet Online still has hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on, and they're still fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. And uh, without further ado, let's welcome in our guest for today. She's a household name, so he probably doesn't need much of an introduction, but he was 2004 NASCAR champion, 2017 Daytona 500 champion. He's in his 21st season of NASCAR Cup Series competition, and he's the most tenured driver on the circuit, having made more stars than any other active driver, which is crazy. So let's welcome in Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So uh, we kind of just talked about some of your, uh, you know, a lot of your accolades. And with all of that being said, uh, I wanted to get to the important question quickly. How are the Cubs going to be this year? <laughs> well, we got to we got to get clearance, right? We got to be able to <laughs> figure out what right. for MLB and getting uh, camp back opened and getting everybody uh, back in the swing of things. We'll see, man. I, I'm hopeful that the NL Central is going to be tough, but I'm hopeful Dude, that uh, right. everything is back away and people adjust to this uh, this new norm and whatever it takes to get uh, ballplayers back to the ballpark. I will say I love David Ross. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Rossi is a, is a perfect choice on the managerial side, you know, pumping the players up. You know, it was a previous player, you know, not far removed from yeah. from playing and you know i i got my my experience in baseball i i threw down for nine years of little league so i i know, <laughs> I know what you know. Yeah. and i play i play catcher a lot so you're always in the in the play <laughs> and you know what's going bossy's the man uh so kurt ben and tells me that you're a big cubs fan and obviously you are so i just kind of wanted to test you to see how big of a Cubs fan you actually are. I have some Cubs trivia for you. You ready? Oh, man. It's coming in hot and early. I won't, no, no, no. I, we, it's, it, they're easy questions at first. They get progressively harder. But Ben thinks you're going to crush it. So. I do. I'm a little I'm, – I'm sad. I feel like I did my due diligence, but maybe I should have done harder. You ready? Let's see what you got. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. How many World Series have the Cubs won? 
agree. But what, if you want to have a big swing like that, I've got one for you. Was, was Ozzy Smith a Cardinal? Was Ozzy Smith a Cardinal? Was he? He was a Padre, he, right? He was a he was a Cardinal, right? Oh, uh, see, I got you. See, this is this is gonna be Wait. a bloodbath. Wait, was <laughs> he not? <laughs> he, was, he was a Cardinal. Yes, he was a simple question. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, I said yeah. Well, I, I was took just a trying to check her page. <laughs> All right, relax. Don't turn the tables here. All right, <laughs> stop trying to deflect. Go in with another pitcher. Um, okay. What is the name of the Cub Spring Training Complex? Uh, it's Sloan Park. Are you googling? <laughs> no, no. I, my hands are tied. What's the city? Mesa. Good job, Kurt. Wow. I was actually at the last spring training game this year in 2020 on uh, a Wednesday night. night before. The- yeah. You were at the last one of all of, all, of all of spring this year? Yeah, it was Wednesday night. Um, the Cubs were at, at Sloan Park. And me and my buddies were just there hanging That's out. Sweet. So we should blame you for yeah. the stoppage. <laughs> you were the bad luck charm. No, no, no. Definitely not. <laughs> This um, is a global pandemic. This no. wasn't started by KB. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you own a W flag? I do. Okay. I do. Right. I have it in my, my workout gym for motivation to be a winner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last two questions for the trivia. What is the Cubs mascot name? Clark. Oh, my gosh. Good wow. job. I didn't know that one. Last question, yeah. and this, this gentleman has the same initials you do. Chris Bryant, what college did he go to? Ooh, ooh, good one. Uh, KB17, I think, went to San Diego State. False, and he was KB23 at the University of San Diego, which is <laughs> my alma mater. We lived two doors down from each other, sophomore year of college. I was <laughs> Off, I was off by uh, by by the state. The I mean, state. Yeah, I went to Arizona. <laughs> I went to Arizona. I didn't go to Arizona State, so I'm not going to try to argue that I was close. It's that was wrong school <laughs> for sure. Um, so Kurt, transitioning. Um, you guys have kind of kicked sports off again for the country. Um, with NASCAR, you have two races under your belt now. We're recording on Thursday, so you guys had one last night and one on Sunday with a. Big third place finish for you. How is uh how's it been? How's the restart been for you guys? You know the the, the collaborative effort that NASCAR put together uh, was incredible, and, it, and it's still ongoing. And we're still learning how we can do things better. Um, and, and what I'm referencing is just the the egress into the track and out of the track, yeah. and continuing the, the social distancing. For all the crew members, the the PPE equipment, um, you know, even to the point of when a driver has a wreck and an ambulance crew picks him up, and that protocol how it can be done smoother and easier. But everybody has, you know, the their awareness on high and the patience level is is there to make sure that we pull this off and to get back to racing for many different reasons. And most of all, it's, it's to create sport that people can watch on TV and be ready to tune in for on, on a Sunday and 
last night, you know, on my drive home, I got home around one thirty in the morning, but you know, that, that happens in sports sometimes where yeah. you're that Sunday night baseball game, you're that Sunday night, uh, football or even a uh, Wednesday night hockey, you know, for us in NASCAR to have a race on Wednesday night, my phone was lit up on, man, that was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was shorter, you know, there, there was the, the, the race that still provided that same action, but boom, now I'm back in, I'm back in bed. I'm going to work on Thursday. It was, <laughs> hey, it was, had you ever raced on a, uh, like a bit an official NASCAR race on a Wednesday before I think I saw the last one was like in the 80s or something yeah the last scheduled one was um was July 4th in Daytona that was tradition is that no matter what day July 4th fell on back in the early days they would race in Daytona that's sweet uh, and so that that was the firecracker 400 so if you raced on Sunday and July 4th was Monday boom they were, they were hauling <laughs> butt to get down. <laughs> That's kind of tough. But for us, um, no, we've raced on Mondays before with rainouts. Uh, I've won a race on a Tuesday in Michigan just because it kept raining. It rained for three days straight. <laughs> so that was probably our my first Wednesday race ever, and it was uh, it was a cool feeling. Is it that different um, in the sport of NASCAR without fans in the stands? I mean, you're you're in an enclosed vehicle. And I, I mean, I could imagine basketball being really weird without fans or football, something like that. But is NASCAR that different relatively? There's three phases. There's the pre-race where we greatly miss our fans. And you can feel the, the lack of, let's say, oxygen in the air. Like it's, it's deflated. And we miss our race fans being there. You know, there's no autograph sessions. There's no meet and greets. Uh, right now, I'm going to I'm scheduling my first uh, like hospitality event before the the 600 mile race in Charlotte this weekend via Zoom. Uh, we're going to talk to our, our high end sponsors through Zoom this weekend. And you know during the race, if you glance up into the grandstands, you feel that emptiness, but then it ricochets right back to your heart to know that they're watching through the camera lens. And we had over six million viewers for our race Sunday night, which was just short of. 7 million where our Daytona viewership was. Wow. So that's how people are tuned in right now. And then post race, yeah, it's uh all your emotions are are bouncing off the wall still in your head and and you good race, bad race, but then there's there's just a, this quietness. There's this awkward uh okay, I guess it's just time to walk back <laughs> to my motorhome, get my at home. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the the pre-race stuff and and how you missed the fans then. And uh so that's actually so we met in in Richmond last year before last year's race and just kind of being down in the the pits pre-race and hearing the fans and then the flyover during the national anthem like you truly get chills. So I, I would imagine without the fans right now those are, those are the moments, not necessarily when you're in the car, but like pre-race and the national anthem and the flyover and the fans going nuts like i i would imagine you get chills every time when you hear that yeah you're spot on ben it's it's really cool on how people fans make the atmosphere and when they're crowded around the car and everybody wants that picture and they want that selfie with with the driver you know or they just want a picture with the crew uh, you know we have, we have our monster girls that are there they're, People 
interact off of people. And that's what a lot of us are missing right now through this whole lockdown and, and self-isolation. You know, there's the virtual sessions, you know, there's the even virtual card games or, you know, gatherings to watch sports and, and NASCAR, I'm glad is out there doing it. And it's just it's not the same. we got to get people back together. I hope we're able to do that in the, in the near future. Yeah, you mentioned the viewership. I saw a stat um, from Nielsen that 30% of NASCAR viewers this weekend uh, had not watched any NASCAR Cup races this season prior to the shutdown. With the added viewership, what do you hope that new NASCAR fans gain from from watching the sport? Yeah, this is a, a great opportunity for um, new fans, a younger demographic that have bridged over from the iRacing that we all did. You know, the the fraternity of drivers all jumped on their, their simulators. Yeah, that was awesome. And cre- yeah, it was cool. It, was, it created a, a, a realistic environment, uh, as much as it could be anyhow, to compete. And our sponsors were on our cars. And, you know, the IT departments and the marketing departments made everything look right. It was, a, it was an incredible atmosphere. And that drew a lot of attention. It, it just... Again, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, TikTok, everybody's more lively on their phones right now. And that's, that's where we're like, boom, make sure you tune in to watch the race. And that's, that's how we're uh, gaining, you know, hundreds of thousands of new, of new fans. Yeah. Um, Kurt, a quick little change of pace, but I know your, your wife, Ashley, is a professional polo player. And I, I know that she played with and against prince harry before have you ever gotten to meet him uh, i have actually uh, ashley's an awesome an incredible elegant polo player and i got the chance to go to england two summers ago maybe three summers ago and for her she normally has her groom and another assistant there to help with the horses and her equipment mm-hmm. And over in England, we didn't ship her horses over there. So she's borrowing people's horses and saddles. And I'm there in, in, with a suit on, all dressed, you know, <laughs> with a proper English turf for polo. And I go, sweetie, you need some help with your gear. She goes, yeah. And so I'm literally in the player's tent uh, helping her with her mallet, her spurs, and any uh, extra qu- equipment um, that she needed for the horses. And there's, um, you know, Prince Harry. And you have to you know, respect him and you call him, sir. And he immediately waved that. He goes, you don't have to call me, sir. <laughs> and then of course I said, Hey, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He goes, uh, so you, you do some of that, that NASCAR stuff. And I said, uh, yeah, he goes, oh, okay. Yeah. We have formula one over here. I, I enjoy watching Lewis Hamilton race. And that was our conversation and Ashley played on his team and they won that day. It was, it was incredible to see his, I guess, athletic side as well as personable side, because he's just like one of us when, when you're wanting to jump into your sport or hobby and go have fun and mm-hmm. hang out with the blokes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty cool. So you, you are scheduled for your seven, 700 uh, NCS start this year. Give us some context as to how difficult that is. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm in the old guy category, uh, plus 40. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I was getting at. I was saying like that's, that's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> no, thank you. I've been out there a while. Uh, this is my 20th full-time season. I love it. Uh, I love the competition. 
And, you know, there's those days where you have those good cars and you want to win with them. And, uh, you know, the, the chance right now for me in the sport of NASCAR is this, this experience level I have to, to parlay it into helping young crew members and young mechanics learn the ropes. Uh, I feel a genuine uh, connection right now of teaching some younger guys on, on what to do and how to do it. And at the same time, I still feel like I'm capable of winning races and putting on, uh, putting on that, that, that driver helmet to be the, one of the best. And I have a great team with Chip Ganassi Racing that lets me do that. And Monster Energy is our main sponsor. And right now, things are good. I've got a contract through the end of next year. And that'll that'll be a decision on is, is that enough or are we still going to keep going? Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's awesome, Kurt. Quite the accomplishment. Um, you and I were able to attend a World Series game this past year. I'm sorry your Cubbies weren't involved, but it was absolutely a blast. And, and hopefully sooner than later, we can get back to doing that again, get back to what we know is normal again. But I think you guys with NASCAR are doing an awesome job of bringing that back. And uh, I think you guys are doing a big part and in uh, getting the country back to normal. So thank you for that. And, and most importantly, thank you for, for coming on our podcast and, and spending some time with us. Yeah, Kurt, thank you. Yeah, no problem at all. That was uh, that was a tremendous World Series atmosphere, and to watch your brother pitch, you know that's that's what made it special. I mean, if you came to a race with with Justin and you're watching me and my little brother race, you'd get those same vibes and that same energy. And yeah. I'm hopeful that we're all able to get back to these sporting events, whether it's a, a limited capacity or full capacity. But I'm really proud of NASCAR's effort right now to put everything together and to humble itself and to rearrange the schedule and to, to work extra hard. I mean, I, I feel like there's, there's going to be no downtime here, at least until um, maybe July 1st is, is, is where we're going to finally get a breath, but we're going to dig hard and we're going to put on a good show and uh, make a lot of new fans right now in NASCAR. Yep. I, you're, you are gaining a lot of new NASCAR fans and, Thank you so much, and good luck the rest of the way, and uh, thanks again for coming on. All right. Cheers, guys. We'll talk All to right, you All right. Thank you. And that is it for Millennial Sports Talk this week. Be sure to tune in anywhere you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.